Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we have got some confusing and crazy and maybe gaslighting analysis. Hey, everyone. I'm Renmardia. My name is Brendan Hare, and welcome back. Sorry about last week, people. There was a... Well, I was in Florida, so I didn't want to spend time with you. You were living your best life on the beach. No no one is going to fault you for that. It only rained during the day twice. Seriously? Yeah. It was sunny. It was sunny and high 80s the whole week. And it's high 80s here now. Is this the way it felt there? No. Because there I had the beach. (laughs) I was like, I really just wanted you to tell me. No. Yeah. Vacation life. This is the way it felt. It's beautiful. Dang it. I did have someone tell me once that Missouri is like Florida without the beaches. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's hot. Humidity. And it's humid. And it's full of weirdos. <laughs> and the politics don't make sense. <laughs> People who surf on land, skateboarders. I don't know. I just said that. So, Made yeah. it up right then. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> didn't make any sense, but it's okay. Really didn't. All right. Well, uh, since we missed Pat last week, uh, you probably didn't care about our men tell all thoughts anyway. So we're only going to talk about what happened to start the episode and then we'll move on because nothing else matters. The men told all and I didn't care no. about any of it. They told all of it and I cared nothing. I cared not right. one bit. The only thing that did matter was the first like half hour or so. Uh, we get a, uh, a FaceTime between Michael and his son. And I have some general thoughts on this before we get started. I think if they wanted Michael to stay, they didn't want Michael to stay, clearly. Okay. Because if they did, all they'd say is, hey, Michael, give it 12 hours and see if you're still going to leave. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. And I also thought that Michael, like, I, I, like I'm not a parent, so I understood when he was feeling that I understand like he was feeling that pull and when his kid said that thing of like I know maybe daddy left because he doesn't want to see me or something like that or talk to me or whatever I was like what but my thought here's how cynical I am my thought when I heard that child say that I was like who told him to say that right right <laughs> who planted that what child is like I know daddy doesn't want to see me which I mean okay children out there unfortunately do say that but not like four-year-olds. He's four, right? Not four-year-olds that have great relationships with their dad. Right. Not four-year-olds that have great relationships with their dad and still sound like a baby when they talk. Yes. Like those words, I literally was like, what? What? Kid was reading off a cue card. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he FaceTimes with his son. They chat for a little bit. He says that, the, I thought this was interesting. They were saying that he was, he kept telling James, that he was on a work trip. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he wouldn't be there for much longer. And he mm-hmm. said, I don't, I know why you're not coming home, because you don't want to see me. And, like, look, my son is not anywhere near that age, so I don't understand what it's like to have a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, shut up, kid. <laughs> like, like, I was like, jump to conclusions much, child? Right. right. <laughs> so, and then Michael, like, immediately decides to quit the show. 
Right. It all happened. It was like rapid fire. There was no like calm down thought process. Not a couple of days, not 24 hours. Michael was just like, gotta go. Like, right. And it's oh, like, hey. and that's when I thought they must not want him to be here anymore. I don't know. Because if they did. Because, because Michael was so appealing though. Mm-hmm. That's weird to make that decision or to like edit it in a way of like, we need to get the ball rolling. We need to get him out. Unless they knew that the hot drama was coming at the end of the the show. So they were like, let's just wrap this storyline up. Maybe he did take a couple well, of maybe days. if she wasn't going to pick him, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound like she was going to. She was going to pick Greg. But she did say something this, she this always said, They always say that. You think? Because she, she, when she was talking to Michael, though, it, and she was talking to Tasha and... Caitlin beforehand, she did sound like he had a good shot. I think if Michael had stuck around, Justin would not be there. Yeah, probably not. But at the same time, who's staying one more week doesn't matter. Because Michael, I mean, Michael had already cemented himself in their mind as a Bachelor frontrunner. So to be the Bachelor, you need to get him out of there. So that, that he spends true. time with his son. And he has time to heal his broken heart before... January when they start filming yeah that's true and I know Michael oh gosh who was it? I think Caitlin asked Michael recently on her podcast if they had had conversations or you know would he be open to returning to the franchise he says that he is still kind of still hung up on Katie and what happened with them yeah that's why they had had you there's a reason. like you said give his hard time to heal mm-hmm. because we still have I, a, I agree we have a paradise and michelle so mm-hmm. before we even get to michael filming we're looking at january yeah it gives him six months i think you're right i i would say like i would lean into like what you're this, saying this 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 gave him a chance to leave on his own volition mm-hmm but still have the front runnership. So I yeah. think that they were just fine with him leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he goes he li- up. Like his status is still intact. Mm-hmm. And bad happened. It's not like they've been made to the fantasy suite. We didn't see a failed hometown. It was just like his story wrapped up, still precious, still concise, mm-hmm. you know, and enough that when they announce him as the bachelor, as they probably will, then, yeah, we will still remember, oh my gosh, that's Michael A. with the child. Mm-hmm. And he was so wonderful. He didn't have a, and, he didn't have a bad ending. He didn't have a, nope. uh, he had a, he had a, a breakup that he was in the control of. Mm-hmm. And he and did it, and he still, did it beautifully. He, and he maintained his good guy status from mm-hmm. the very beginning to very end. He is pristine. Unless they find something super weird in which if they did if they did they would have put it out already yeah also though oh my goodness uh real quick before we move on from michael a he has been um leaving some spicy comments on katie's uh instagram (laughs) like she she posted a picture of herself in a bra and underwear and he's like oh what i'd like to do and then he like posted like (laughs) i think he like deleted it though he deleted it but then, like, but I saw, I think it was an article where they were talking about how they were like, Michael A is making no 
secret of the fact that he is still like, Katie, I'm still over here. If you, if things don't work out. Homeboy is like on fire, deleting, like making comments, deleting comments because they're too spicy. Somebody else is like, oh, that was kind of inappropriate, especially if he is going to be like the next bachelor or whatever. <laughs> Michael A was like, I'm a wholesome dad, but I got a kid somehow. So, <laughs> right. I think, I think he's doing fine. So, um, but yeah. Anything else for Mentello? Um, not so much. I know also Michael A, a lot of people are talking about his glow up, you know, with his, his full beard. People were like, talking about the beard. People like the beard. I'm loving the beard. The beard looks good. Like, I saw one meme that said, when you, um, when you start the season, <laughs> this is so ridiculous, when you start the season as a father and you end it as a daddy. <laughs> dead i was like i'm dead deceased i love it that's fantastic <laughs> so um yeah we saw carl exchange some some words with some people everyone on the stage other, um other we than, saw yeah there was other than carl i was not against most of the villains this season no and even thomas made an appearance via zoom like with some weird background looking like he's like he's probably he was know. probably in paradise listen yeah because he he is in paradise mm-hmm. right yeah he was so, um, from paradise, so he's probably in a paradise back room <laughs> yeah i and i forgot that he was there i just love how he's like uh you said some things explain them to me and then he's like that makes sense okay bye it's like whatever he's like i'm over it anyway i don't care just he's like i don't care <laughs> thomas is like y'all like, I got what I want. I have more publicity. I'm going to be on the next show. Right. So, Connor made out with that random girl in the audience. When I say random, I mean in quotations, random girl, please. And by, you a plant random girl. Girl, by random girl, you mean an actress from Los Angeles. Oh, my gosh. That was so ridiculous. Right. Yeah. That was so ridiculous. Right, so. Was, I don't want to do But no, other than that, nothing really for men tell all. Well, shall we move on then? Yes, please. All right. This week we uh, we did some quote unquote hometowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first person and our first fake location is Blake in Ontario, <laughs> Canada. Uh, this was such a ripoff of um, your girl's date with Matt James, mm-hmm. Serena. Serena. That's because Serena's amazing in every way. So why wouldn't you do what she did? <laughs> but. Like just the taste of Canada, like trying to like mm-hmm. t- like taste all these whatever, and Blake being like, "Oh, syrup is also used in the bedroom." Which what? I love me some um, some breakfast foods, but like what? Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, <laughs> there was a lot of comments on Twitter that said like, "No one." No one in Canada actually feels this way about maple syrup. It's just all, I think it's just all Americans making fun of Canadians. Right. And Blake, and and Blake, because Blake, Blake because he wants to be on the next season of The Bachelorette, has to be like, oh yeah, let's do that. That'd be funny. Blake. He's already, could you imagine if he ends up on Michelle's season? That would be so happy. I almost hope he does. I really hope he does. Fingers crossed for Blake showing up on Michelle's season. 
He's like, four times a charm, right? Which, oh my goodness. I know we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves, but Blake's sister. Blake's sister was Coming great. in hot with those comments, and the internet is loving it. Yeah. Uh, I actually really like this next activity, the darts. Oh, yeah. The darts that game was, was great. Uh, mm-hmm. So they played a game of darts, and then there was balloons. And when you popped the balloons, questions would fall, and you had to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Or there was either yeah. a question or a dare. Which I I did like that. I thought that was fun. Because like not all of them like not all of them were dirty, which I expected them to be for Blake and Katie. Yeah. Not all of them were dirty. I never understand how they do those. Uh, get things in a balloon. I was I, ne- I can never I've never been able to put things in a balloon before. Probably like little, just a little paper and then blow up a balloon. I know, but it just seems like. I just feel like I would like mess something up and like end up swallowing the paper. <laughs> like you sucking in when you blow up a balloon. Like that's the only way you're gonna swallow that paper. Well, if I if I hold it like this to blow it up, so I guess that's, it would just be like it would be it would be a worry <laughs> in my mind. You're like I'm gonna eat this paper somehow. Somebody else do this game. Yeah, I don't. Somebody set this. Well, somebody I, else set this up. I can do the game, but yes, a producer needs to blow up all these balloons, which they're probably doing anyway. Or they but, might just—they might just have a balloon machine. But could you have things in it if it's a balloon machine? I actually don't know. I just—I love the—I I know it's not true, but I would love the possibility of Blake, like the night before, like sitting <laughs> sitting in the floor by himself, blowing up balloons, near passing out, being like, "Oh, this is gonna be so good!" I'm, like I'm almost done setting up. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, so they 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 play this mm-hmm. they play the game, and then uh, we learn that Katie's biggest fear is spiders, mm-hmm. and that she might be willing to move to Canada. Yeah. Do you believe her? No. Because she wasn't I know. Blake. I don't either. Because she wasn't picking Blake. It was like Andrew. It was like telling Andrew to. Not quit football because I'm not picking you. Well, don't. Right. I'm not moving to Canada because I'm marrying someone from New York. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I, yeah. I just don't believe her with Blake. No. I don't. I think that's the better pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're, I think they have now. a better, I think they'd have a better relationship. Mm hmm. But I don't think that they, for whatever reason, she's already picked Greg. I don't know. But, um, Apparently, we learned during this date that Greg saw part of the date. <laughs> I just, I just love slash hated slash loved this because I was wondering with the overlap of sound, you know, we're hearing Blake and Katie, they have the penalty box set up, mm-hmm. you know, they're all cute in their jerseys playing hockey outside as Canadians do. And um, old Greg is up on the balcony just talking to us. You know, the VO is over, you know. Um, and I was wondering, I was like, are they juxtaposing this with, like, us hearing them have fun and Greg being like, oh, man, you know, yada, 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 whatever Greg was saying. Because Greg is always saying some things now. You know, I, I don't know. Like, for the past 45 things. years, Katie has been worried that, that Greg is going to, like, freak out and leave. She was worried that he was going to leave before I even thought that he was thinking about leaving. I don't know. Well, she's been um, she's been worried about him leaving for weeks. Yeah, yeah, and like always having to be like, "Oh, are you happy? Are you okay? Are you whatever?" But I digress. So I was wondering how this was going to go, 
And I was like, is he seeing them? Are they making us think he's seeing them? You know, that's what I thought. I thought the producers were playing a trick where it made us think he was seeing them. Nick, Nick and Wells, Wells was on Nick Files podcast. Nick and Wells suggested that they might have seen it. He might have seen it on accident, but that wasn't what, like, that wasn't the time that he saw it. He might have just seen it in the hallway. Like, he might have been getting something to eat or going to the gym. And just that's seems... a good point. So he didn't necessarily, I, I think that they were just making it seem like that's what he saw, they saw, even though that they, cause they probably didn't have cameras on him when he saw it. Right, because if they had cameras on him, that's, like, super sneaky. Like, that is malicious. If yes. they're like, Greg, come outside. Oh, man, I thought your car, I thought your, your car alarm was going off. Oh, wait, you didn't drive here? Oh, silly me. Hey, look. <laughs> but, because you know? Nick was saying during Caitlin's season, during the fantasy suites, mm-hmm. he saw... He was it was he was on a day off and he was filming that B roll, where they mm-hmm. have them just sitting around contemplating life. Mm-hmm. It always looks like they're just like. Apparently, he saw them on a date, Sean and Caitlin on their date, in the distance, and he could barely see them, but mm-hmm. he was irritated at the possibility that they had planted him there to see their date, and they didn't end up showing it because he was irritated. He was like, what did you bring me out here to see their date? So it's quite possible. But they, they did not. He said, in retrospect, their cameras could not see them because I could barely see them. They were ants in the distance, but I just know that they were the only other people mm-hmm. there. But it is. So what you're telling me, though, it is possible it's that somehow they got Greg out there and then they were like, because <laughs> they never showed us what looking at necessarily. We only hear it. Right. You so know? I think it's probably, it's probably like that. happened when they did where they didn't mean for him mm-hmm. to see it, and they had because he did, they yeah. decided to make something of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the way um, this Entertainment Weekly uh, recap says um, that the devil works hard, but Bachelorette producers work harder. Ain't that the freaking truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this though completely disillusions and shakes Greg to his very sensitive core. He says, God, I'm sick to my stomach seeing her with Blake. You know she looks so happy and it scared me. I just can't with him. Uh, I'm so then, really significantly over Greg. Yes. Uh, so then we kind of jump straight to Blake's evening. Uh, we meet Blake's mom, Emily. And then we're also joined by his sister and his brother. Okay. I did not realize who Greg's mom reminded me of literally until this very moment. Kathy and Jimmy. Yes. Like 100,000 oh, freaking. Oh, yeah, for percent. sure. I didn't see, I didn't know either, but she did look familiar. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, yeah. The sister, the mom, or uh, Blake's sister, though. Blake's yeah. sister. Uh, do you just want to get straight to that? Yeah. Uh. Blake's Blake sits down with his sister Taylor, who says, So this is the one now? <laughs> and then it, she says, Before you even met Claire, you were like, I love her, it's gonna work. The net was gone, and then Tasia came in, you're in love again, like right away. You get to this point where you get to this point where you just say, like, she's the one. Like, what do you mean? 
A freaking men, Taylor. The way that she called that out and was like, so this is the one now? It wasn't like, so she's the one. Like, you feel this? She's the one? You know, like, she just straight up was like, so this is the one now. Right. Ugh, Blake. Oh, Blake. I think he, I, I'm glad that he's being honest about not being in love with her yet. Yes, I, I did appreciate that. Yeah, he's like, I'm almost there. It's inevitable. We're going to get there. Maybe I should tell her I'm falling. But I'm not in love with her. Like, just don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to us. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they chat for a little bit longer. And basically what he says was, I really like her. I'm going to fall in love with her, but not yet. Interesting to be like, I'm like, if I were like, I'm going to fall in love with this guy. I'm going to fall any minute now. I'm going to fall in right. love with him. <laughs> like, okay. But uh, then Blake sits down with his mom and says, if you really feel it, you need to man the F up and tell her that you love her. Then I mean, uh, they, they have a sweet hug, and Blake says, this gave him a mom's reassurance, gave him a whole new feeling, and that he wants to tell Katie that he loves her, but when it's time to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, what did you think about it, Stanley? Uh, they're fine. Mom was useless. We didn't even see brother say a word. Oh, that's true. I forgot his brother was even there. There was a brother there? Yeah, there's a dude. Wait, really? I completely forgot. Wow. Yeah, it was well, then, irrelevant. Uh, when he said goodbye to her, he said, I feel so good about you, but did not say I love you. Right. And he said, <laughs> he says, if things keep going the way they are, I see myself getting engaged to Katie. It's so rushed with them. Even more yeah. rushed than a regular season, yeah. Yeah, I don't, like, I, I felt it at first, like, their chemistry, and I was like, oh, she could really pick him. But I don't feel like there's much substance there. You know? Like, there, I don't, and maybe there is, but, like, to me, I think that she and him have really good physical chemistry, and they're fun. They have similar personalities, you know, they could be, I think we even talked about this, they could be that fun couple that you go, like, see them, you know, mm-hmm. and say they're great. But I don't feel, at least, like, on what they're giving us as an audience, I just don't feel much substance. I don't feel I, like there's I mean, the problem is, the problem is, there's so many people, before we get down to the substance portion, they don't have time to have substance. They need to start, they need to get past this 30 people. The 30 people is ridiculous. Start with 20. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with Greg, there's substance, at least. No, they it's trauma bonding. Oh, okay. Whoa. You just toss out a term that shifts the whole person. All, all they have, like, it's a very intense moment. But all they yeah. did was bond over something that they, tra- something traumatic that they both experienced. And I don't think there's more than that there. Damn, you're right. Oof. All right. Well, let's well, call off the rest of this episode because that's well, it. That's that's why they start. Just, they need to start with less people. Yeah. Oh my all, gosh. Yeah. All they're doing by starting with thirty is ruining or less lessening the chances of a relationship being successful because they don't have enough time with anybody. 
I and, completely agree. And Nick Vial said it. He said this before, but he said it again. Like the people, especially the dudes, tend to pick who they're the most attracted to, mm-hmm. because the only thing you can trust is your eyes. Yeah. You can't trust anything that they're saying or doing. The only thing you can trust is that you think that they're attractive, and that's the, that's mm-hmm. all you have, because you don't have enough time. And that's such that's such a bummer. And I don't think that there used to be thirty people. No, they like, slowly yeah. increased it. Yeah. Yeah. There, who did this increase with? Was it? I feel like. I don't. Was know. it? Was it Claire and Tasha? There were a lot. I, I think like they were still. I think they were still twenty plus before that. I just remember there being like a lot of people at some point, but I and me being like, "There's thirty, but now it's like thirty. It's like they kept that number." I think they need to stay. I think they need to hit the twenty to twenty-five. Oh gosh, yeah. Twenty to twenty-five is plenty. Give me twenty. Give me twenty, and give me a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think if you can get twenty, and after three weeks, be down to ten. Yeah, yeah. That's that. If you're eliminating five here, five there, five there, something like that, yeah, like you can, you know, like five. If you did like five, three, or something, five, or How whatever. About four, four, three. Mm-hmm. That puts you at week four. You have seven. Yeah, seven or eight, and then you just do every week after that is just one. Yeah, and that that'd be that would be great. Yeah, none of this, like, choose a bunch of dudes to leave. Like, it gives you time. It gives you the space that you need to build those relationships. It gives you a little bit more time for, like, the possibility of another one-on-one with mm-hmm. more, like, the people that you... More like, than one person should be getting a, one- a second one-on-one. Right, right. So, yeah, I think that logistically this show does need to change. Because, with like I said, with Blake Bell, I just don't feel like there's substance. But man, I think you hit the nail on the head though when you said trauma bonding with Greg. If you think about Justin, before before this episode, I knew one thing about Justin. He paints. And what was that thing? Oh, he's an artist. Yeah. yeah. That's literally the only thing I knew about Justin. That's it. There was um there And most of what we know about Blake came from Blake's time on Clarentasia season. We knew he was <laughs> a, a little bit pervy. We knew he was Canadian. Mm-hmm. Name one thing that we've learned this season about Blake. Nothing, absolutely nothing. You're right. Everything bled over from one season to the next. There was nothing new that we learned about him. The only only thing we know about Blake is he's a wild. He loves his wildlife, and he's a kind of pervy Canadian. Mm -hmm. That's what we know about Blake. That's it. That's it. Um, And it's funny. um, So on Instagram, unlikely Manhattan had posted something that um i had liked one of her stories was like it was a picture of katie and justin and she literally was just like uh who is this <laughs> <laughs> and she was like i'm i'm honestly asking i think wells i think wells made the same joke a few times where they just said just the same as he goes oh that's what his name is yeah or like i don't know who that is honestly because there's no reason that justin even needed to be up like the I feel like with Katie, I just want to be like, who are you trying to convince? Like, what, 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 what's he doing here? What? Right. And I think she picked him over Andrew still yeah. to me. Still. What? I have forgotten Justin was her first kiss. So she does have connection that she likes with him. So 
Well, let's jump in, Justin. Uh, we start Justin's episode, Justin's portion of the episode, with uh, a conversation with Justin and his parents. His mom says, your dad and I will support I, This was rough. Mm-hmm. Justin says, your, Justin's mom says, your dad and I will support you, but I just find it difficult to understand how anyone can get to know someone in this short of a time period and propose. So, uh, he's, uh, Jordan's dad, Justin's dad says, we have always trusted your judgment, but like, this is, this is hard. It made me really sad for him. Yeah. Like, I because understand. He's honestly, like, did he just find out on that phone call that they weren't there? It sounds like it. Like, that's what I, that's what I was wondering. Like, if he was, if he was like, hey, there's still time. Or if it was like a, so you're telling me you're not here kind of thing. Either way, it's still sad. They couldn't even FaceTime with him? I don't know. It was, it was definitely a hit to Justin and to Katie. Mm-hmm. For his parents not to be there. The, yeah. His, I was going to say that this was the final nail in the coffin, but we all know that that coffin was already set. Yeah. This is such a bummer, though. And like she said, she was like, okay, um, you know, well, I'm excited to meet your friends. But then she tells us, like, uh, I was definitely looking forward to meeting his family. Because you do get to know somebody when you see them with their family. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't still be getting to know somebody when you're meeting their family. That's weird. If I'm meeting a guy's family, I already know him. (laughs) You know there's a different dynamic between someone... And someone in someone in a relationship or someone with their friends and someone with their family. Yes. And and he tried to spin it with a, oh, these guys know things about me that my parents don't know. Yeah, guess what, Justin? Everybody's friends know things about them that their parents right. don't know. Oh That's goodness. So uh <laughs> Justin and Katie are going a horse and carriage ride past the replica of Baltimore's graffiti alley. And uh, what did you think of the blue cheese ranch conversation? Uh, I honestly don't even remember it. It was like the most excitement that we'd seen out of Justin when she when she said that he she prefers blue cheese. And is it a coast versus Midwest thing, blue cheese versus ranch? Because I don't know anyone who prefers blue cheese. No, right? Like I'm it's, definitely for it's ranch. Straight up gross. Right. Like I, uh, well, my mom likes blue cheese over ranch. However, I just remembered my mom also lived in Boston for a while. Oh yeah. So literally. It very well could be a coast thing because the Midwest is solid ranch territory. Yeah. Cause I'm just not, I'm not that blue cheese person. No. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. Um, and I was still kind of bored with it, that conversation. Yeah. Uh, like, they, great. They, they had some crabs. Apparently, I just I just don't care. Right. Like, they, yeah, they, they ate that and it was fun. And, like, I don't know. Whatever. Like, I know he was still, still living in that Bummerville with his parents not there. Which, honestly, though... <laughs> Honestly, Justin's not gonna get picked, but like his parents could have, they could have come, or they could have Facetime, or something. Yeah, something could have happened. Like they knew what show he was going on. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I feel like at least my mom would have showed up. I could see my dad doing something like this. <laughs> I could see him doing this. But my mom would have showed up, at least. Like, one of my parents would have been like, hey, okay, we'll split it. I'll go. If no one goes, if, no, if my son Nolan goes on the show, I'll definitely go. Yeah. <laughs> because, hello, you have a Bachelor podcast. You'd That's be true. like, I'm all about this. I'm going to be on. Dude, like, I would be passing our cards to every producer be like, please. Right. You're more than welcome to tell me anything. I'll, I'll break any news. Right. I, I won't ask any questions. Like, you would be straight up on location, and we'd be doing this podcast, like, getting all of the no, stuff. You know they you know they made me sign an NDA. Yeah, and you'd break it and get sued. Like, would. our podcast would be a success. <laughs> I think it would be a success by the time no one gets on The Bachelor. We're looking at 20-plus oh years. No one gets on The Bachelor. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay, uh... Katie and Justin meet his friends Herb and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Herb says, "Seeing Justin hold hands and looking into her eyes—that was all from that was all new to me. I've never seen him so affectionate. PDA is not something that he's typically up for. It's possible that Katie could be the one, and he might just be she might just be the one to Justin." Uh, when yeah. Herb and Katie sit down, he asks the Bachelorette what made Justin stand out. Her initial answer is a little vague. Katie says her chemistry with Justin is so much fun, and he's a great kisser. Uh, and then they learn. This is the first time we mentioned. This is one of the. This is the second time we hear Katie say that she's not going to tell anyone mm. she loves them until the end of the season. And that honestly, it makes sense. Katie makes a valid point. And I thought this was super reasonable. I thought that it was very diplomatic. It keeps opposite. her safe. It's very opposite of Ben Higgins, who told two women yeah. he loves her. He exactly loved what I was thinking. Yeah. Ben Higgins went around telling everybody I love them, and then it <laughs> bit him in the butt. Like, you can't do that. So, for Katie, keeps her out of trouble, so nobody can be like, you told me that you loved me. I thought you were going to pick me. Yeah. And then she chooses somebody else. So I think this is the smart option for mm-hmm. Katie. I think it is super smart. Yes. Some people on the show would think otherwise, but I think it's a smart choice. So um, yeah, I just take it over her that his friend's name is Herb and he's not a grandpa. I just want to put that out there. I mean, eventually he might be. He's, she says that, <laughs> He'll age into his knees. Right. She, she she says it doesn't feel right to tell one man that I'm in love with him, knowing that there are other men still here. And then uh, Herb seems to like Katie, but he worries that Justin will be behind the ball since he hasn't said mm-hmm. I love you yet. Yeah, when Justin's like, there's plenty of time. He's like, there's two weeks. So, yeah. You right, Herb. You right. Yeah, I mean, Herb's not wrong. I liked Herb, though. Herb seemed great. He seems really nice. Yeah. Uh, his other friend, I don't even remember his name. I think I, think, I, think I read on this article his name was Tommy, because I certainly don't remember it from the episode. Right. Literally don't remember his name. Don't remember his... Um, I don't remember anything about him, really. <laughs> I know he was there. Yeah. So. Uh, during their conversation before she leaves... He says, I know I'm falling in love with you. This is how I feel. And I don't want to hold back. So, Do you he... believe Justin? Yeah. You do? Justin doesn't seem like someone who says I love you. 
I guess. Oh, well, you're right. You're right. Because Herb said that he's like not super affectionate and he has not been very vulnerable with people in the past. If he doesn't, if he doesn't say like, if he doesn't kiss a girl at the bowling alley with his friends on a group date, then, then he definitely loves her because he is kissing her and holding her hand and giving her and hugging her in front of millions. I just, I mean, Justin, Justin's cute. And, and I don't think, I don't, I should say this. I don't necessarily think that any of these people love these people in any season mm. ever. Ever, really? I, I Very few of them. I think very few yeah. of the final couples are in genuine love when the season mm-hmm. ends. But the bubble makes it seem like you are. Yeah. The only sense, the only sense of normalcy you have is six hours when you see your family. Mm-hmm. That's what I I think that people have a weird um, vibe with uh, Zach and Tasha. Mm-hmm. Like people are always like, "Are they still together? Do they break up?" You know, like they post about each other, and when they're on a trip together, they post each other. You know, but you can tell also they're like. They're independent people. Yeah. You know, they make sure that they're not all wrapped up in just each other. Like they have their own lives. And they recently celebrated a year together at that fountain, Mm -hmm. um, which is really sweet. Like they, so they posted about each other. But I saw something that Tisha was talking about. um, And oh, I think it was like an ask me anything kind of thing. But she was saying though, she, one lesson she learned was that not to look for every, box to be checked with her partner not to look for everything to be fulfilled with or by her partner you know right and the way she described it i was like that makes sense so when people look at bachelor couples they expect them to be glued at the hip posting all of the time you know and just like they are one there is no like you know zach or tasha or katie or justin or katie or whoever it's like they're together and they're one but usually when we see that those couples fizzle and they break up. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, I think Zach and Tisha and like Fingers Cross, I don't hear about them breaking up, but it looks like they have like created this healthy sort of relationship where they literally had to come out of the bubble and be like, we are independent entities, but we are together. So we're still engaged, but now we have to make it work in the real world. And it seems like it's it's happening. It's just so real that people are like, what is this? Yeah. That's not how a bachelor couple looks. And it's like, mm, those bachelor couples usually end in like two months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's something to definitely be said about the bubble makes you think you're in love. Yeah. And you have to a- actually fall in love in the real world. Right. Uh, Katie says, I'm proud of you. I could feel you fighting that. They make out and then she leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then... We're going to get the Gregs in a second, but after before we do Greg, what are we doing, Ernie? News and notes. News and notes. News and notes. News and notes. All right. News and notes. Uh, so you had a couple things? I do. Okay. So first of all, your favorite person, one half of your favorite, favorite, very favorite couple, Claire Crawley. <laughs> Her breast implants removed recently. Now, did you know that she had breast implants? I assumed. 
I just thought she had really great boobs. I do not have a boob radar. My boob radar is not great. <laughs> like when she revealed this, I was like, okay, that makes sense. I felt like I all the mathematics they, were accurate. And I was like. They were aggressive. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they were, aggr- and aggressive, they were aggressive relative to her size. Yes. And so she posted one last picture of herself and her girls. Um, there she is. <laughs> um, she says that um, self-love is an act of giving a voice to your truth. And so here's mine. As a child of sexual abuse, my young adult years were spent in unhealthy relationships, feeling unworthy of good ones, and in a vicious cycle because of because the more I chose the wrong men who treated me poorly, the more I believed I wasn't good enough, enter breast implants. I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't excited to get them, but the truth is it was money that could have been spent on therapy to heal my wounded heart. I ended up spending the money on therapy anyway, cut to now, a woman who has learned to love herself deeply on the inside, knows her worth, and will fight for herself no matter what. I've learned that the toxicity that these implants can cause on our bodies and as it has done to mine, so I am stepping away for something that no longer serves me. Um, not my heart and certainly not my health. And so she had surgery. Um, she says, she ends it with, uh, we're taking it back to Claire 1.0, who is lovable and worthy just the way she is. Which, you know what? Amen. Like, sure. I mean, you don't need big boobs to make you more lovable. Question. Um, Question. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, so she got those removed and she's been healing. She's been posting some stuff. Her surgery is done. She's been posting some stuff on her stories, um, answering some questions. So good for you, Claire. Good for you. We we go into question. We go into a box, an interrogation room, if you will. Mm-hmm. We guarantee that nothing in this room is going to be told to anyone else. Mm-hmm. We sign an NDA. Everything. What does Dale think? <laughs> Literally thought about that. I'm just like, Dale's going to say, sure, honey. Whatever you think Dale's is best like, for you. But Dale's probably like, mm, that's a little unfortunate. I mean, yeah. Honestly. Honestly. But good for them, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I don't... Dale loves his girl, apparently, because he came back or she came back. However, they came back together. They're, They're back, back together. Home. That's fine. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so congrats to Claire. Congrats to Claire. Uh, Tyler Cameron wrote a tell-all. Yes. Apparently he has some juicy gossip about the uh, their fantasy suite two years ago. Three years ago, right? Really? So he's telling some... Oh, I did see this, that he had something, but I didn't read the article. Do you know anything about what he has said so far? No, and I probably or won't. About anything it. he has said, he's going to say. I think if you're going to write a tell-all, you have to do it in less than two years. Yes. Because... Do you think his relevance is waning? Yes, and that's why he wrote a book. Mm -hmm. He he probably already wrote the book, and he was saving the the book for his relevance. Yeah. Because, I mean, remember when he was dating Gigi Hadid? Yeah, and then now he's just... I guess doing his own thing. I don't know. Remember when Matt James was on The Bachelor and he was his roommate? He still is his roommate, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Look, Peter Weber has a roommate. I'm pretty sure it's not that big of a deal. 
like I just don't care about what Tyler does anymore. He like it's crazy how I just realized this. How he used to be such a big deal. You heard about him every day. Mm-hmm. Like Entertainment Tonight, People, yeah, um, Extra, Access Hollywood. Everybody was like, "What's Tyler doing?" Oh my goodness, Tyler and Hannah were spotted together. Oh my goodness, Tyler and Hannah were quarantine quarantining together. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yep. So, and then we decided not to care. Yeah. Um, so that's all about Tyler. And then finally, Wells Adams, everyone's favorite bartender, was on Nick Vial's mm-hmm. podcast on Monday recapping the hometown, which I thought was funny because Nick said he needed a bachelor person to help break down the hometowns. I'm just like, but like, he made it like halfway through his season and kissed jo- JoJo once. Sure did. I'm not really sure if that's the person... I'm not sure if that's the Bachelor Insider we need. Wait, was he on JoJo's season or Caitlyn? I thought it was JoJo's. I literally don't remember. They, they didn't. Was, they weren't on the same season. It was. See, this is I'm losing wells in my brain. This is why I'm like I I know he was there for some reason. I picture it to be with Caitlyn, but I think you're right. It was JoJo. But you're right, though. That's what I'm saying, is that he doesn't have, in my brain... Yes, he was He was on JoJo season. Okay, because they were in that glow-in-the-dark place or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he kissed her once. Yes, and then was like, eliminated, and then eliminated in week six of Bachelor in Paradise's third season after breaking up with Ashley I. Right. Wait, he would he dated Ashley I? In Paradise. Oh wow, I forgot about that. Good lord. And then returns for seasons four, five, and six as our favorite bartender. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like he kissed JoJo He's once. Great. I love Wells. And then now all of a sudden you expect me to just like always be like, Wells is here. He's a superstar. He's not a no. superstar. He's just he's very fun and he's very energetic, and that's why I like Wells. Like, whatever. Stop trying to make well, wells happen, everyone. I, I will not. I will always push for more wells. <laughs> wells was on Nick Vial. Like, I'm full. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll take your portion, please. <laughs> uh, wells was on Nick Vial's podcast, and he gave some thoughts. He had some news to share, and some funny thing from the season because he was on also on. Katie's season, he said that the he hosted that date with Franco, the mm-hmm. uh, the bash ball date. Yeah, and he said that after that they did the stu- He said they did the stupid thing for me, I think, and they didn't even air it. <laughs> they did this like they set up a fake bar, and he was like giving the guys advice. And he like said he doesn't paradise. Like he doesn't paradise, but what he said was that that day at least. Brendan was pissed because Brendan and Blake are apparently good friends who played hockey together. And Blake was the one who convinced Brendan to go on the season. And then he went on the season and went further and did better. I would be pissed too if this is factual. He he was pissed at his friend Blake for showing up on the season he convinced him to be on. But apparently like it got squashed like that day. So maybe that's why they didn't show it because it wasn't. It didn't last long, and Brennan didn't mean anything. 
Because guys can do that. Guys can be like, bro, what are you doing here? Bro, you suck. Get out of here. For real? You're here? Oh, man. You know, I just had to see if I was going to get a shot. Oh, fine. Whatever. You want to play hockey? Cool. Yeah. yeah. One of us is going to end up with her anyway. Isn't it great? <laughs> like, you guys are so good at it. It's just like. Put up on my season that they had told me they convinced me to be there. Homegirl shows up on my season. <laughs> No, 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 no. I would straight up be like, okay, we can be on this season together, but you're dead to me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair too. There's probably a way. I'm out here trying to find love. And then you're like, guess what though? I think I'm going to try to find love with him too. No. (laughs) I mean, I think there's a way that you can find a middle ground between squashing it that day and hating someone forever. I think there's a middle ground. But so he said. He shared that about this season. He shared two things about Paradise. The first one was apparently something crazy happened that he's never seen before. And he's been mm-hmm. on seasons three, four, five, and six. So he's seen quite a bit. <laughs> he's seen some things. And he's some, and then he he says it's not it doesn't end well. So we'll have Here. to see what that was. And then the other thing was he suggested that we all wait. To crown the next bachelor till we watch Paradise. So okay. I think that means yeah. I think that means that Paradise Paradise has produced another Nick Vile, where we have a possible bachelor head a bachelor front runner. Okay, this also happened with Colton though. Colton was on the bad on. Well, I, would, I would prefer to imagine this is going to be another Nick and not another Colton. <laughs> You're like I prefer to you. I prefer you just forget that Colton ever happened. <laughs> I've, I've tried. I've tried very hard, and I don't uh, appreciate you bringing him up have. again. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's okay. wipe this from the podcast. Delete this. Um, that is very interessante, though. Yes. So we'll have. To, we will definitely have to watch watch Paradise closely to see what. I mean, I don't think either one will be hidden. Either the awkward thing that happens or the Bachelor frontrunner. So we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Have to see what uh, Mr. Wells was was speaking of. Ooh, really quick. Speaking of Paradise, completely forgot about this. Raven and Adam, who met and fell in love on Paradise, are married and they're having a honeymoon, baby. That's exciting. Good for them. Yeah. I just remembered because they just started a live um, video on Instagram and it popped up on my phone and I was like, oh, wait, they're having a baby. Good for Raven and Adam. Congratulations to those two. Their timing is So we're going to have, uh, we'll have a couple more bachelor babies in in the next seven or eight months with uh, yeah. Raven and Adam's baby and then Ashley and Jared's. They're very cute together. So I'm, I'm really hoping yes. that uh, all goes well and that they're super healthy and they have a healthy baby because yeah, they're precious. For sure. Shall we jump in? Yes, let's get right All back right, in. right back to it. Greg's date. Greg, uh, <laughs> we have here with us, we have Greg's mom, Sandy, his older brother, Joe, and one of his best friends, Dave. Uh, he is determined to have a good hometown. <laughs> I just need to focus on the most important thing right now, and that's my relationship with Katie. So that's right. how we're going to start. We're going to start the date. It, uh, they pretend to go down they're they're gonna take a tandem bike ride on a boardwalk 
Which it's okay. Yeah, they they it's have a pork hometown roll. hometown dates. I'm just like whatever. Yeah, they have a pork roll sandwich, which I didn't know what that was, and I didn't really have a lot of interest in it. And then you go pretend surfing, and then shoot some hoops. Right, which is cute. So, but Greg does his thing that he always does. That, like you said earlier, they bonded once again because he says that he used to play basketball with his dad. Yes. So he hasn't really played since he died. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a sweet thing that he was sharing with her, much like she shared the fishing experience with him. Um, man, I really see this through like such a different lens now that you said trauma bonding you're welcome because they're both trying to refine their replacement for their father in their life i mean did you did this term just come to you when you i it was either a facebook group or a podcast i don't remember which so i feel really bad if Mm -hmm. i remember what it was then i'll i remembered it was nikki glazer glazer on bachelor party Mm, okay because i'm like man like literally you've like thrown me for a loop like because i'm like i tried to figure out what was going on with them i was like i feel like they have such a they i feel like they have a foundation it's just wobbly and i don't know why because it's not it's not built on anything it's not built on anything it's built on a shared experience but it's a shared trauma man that is that just really nails it but yeah he, he even said it later when he's talking to her. He lost a piece of him when his dad died, and he's trying to fill it with Katie. Yeah. And he tells her that you fill you fill that hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. You and that, when he said that, and we'll, we'll get to this in a bit, but, like, when he said that, that was a major red flag to me. The ex, you can't, she'll never be able to do that. No. Because she'll never be able to replace the emotions and the care that not only your father gave you, but a father that you can't, because they were talking about how when you lose a parent, when you're, when you lose a parent, you never like, as you get older, you could become more and more equal with that parent Mm -hmm. in terms of like, you see them, you see their flaws and their issues as you grow older because you're an adult now. But when you don't get to that point with your parent, you only see them as perfect. Mm, You only see them as great and amazing. So then she's never going to be able to live up to that hole. Yeah. His idea of perfection that Mm -hmm. his father, the love that his father had for him and vice versa. But she didn't, she didn't voice it out loud saying that. That's obviously what she was wanting to. You think? I I think, I think if we had, I think maybe deeper down. Maybe. But there there was a lot of, I'm going to have a lot of thoughts on what Katie was doing as well. So we'll get there. Okay. 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 Let's get back to the basketball and then we'll, we'll jump back into this because I'm very interested. So, so Katie says it means a lot that Greg wants to share this with me, that he is turning a page in his life and is ready to find his happiness. Yep. Greg's happy playing this basketball. He's happy bringing some rain. Yeah. Which I think that's, a, I think, do you think that's a cute callback? The way that he was like, yeah. it rains no. and that, that was, where's that he was from, the, New Jersey? That was the best thing he did. 
Yeah. Like maybe all season. I was like, oh my gosh, they're no booking it again. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Katie tells us Greg is someone that I know I'm falling in love with. He is somebody I very much can see walking away with at the end of this. And that was the, that was the closest that she ever got with anyone. Yeah. Uh, telling them that they loved her. That she loved yeah. her. And that wasn't and even she, to him, that was to us. She, um, yeah, she, t- she told us that. And we knew anyway, because mm-hmm. she's been alluding to that all season. Yeah. Always checking in on him. Yeah. Always making sure that he's okay. Um, I, yeah, I like the rain, like the rain machine. I think it's, it's sweet. I just, yeah, I just keep going back to the fact that he reminds her of her ex-boyfriend. When she said that the minute he got out of that limo and he was walking up those stairs, I was like, ooh, is that a good thing, though? Right. Uh, we start we start the visit with his family with a video from his sisters, Andrea and Samantha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samantha just started a new job, and Andrea is pregnant, so they could not, either of them could not be there. But they sent a very sweet video of... Uh, Talking about how much they, how much he means to them, how how sweet he is. They get a video from uh, the kids. Samantha says, "If you guys are happy and you guys have found love, I wish you nothing but the best." Gregory, I know that Dad is proud of you. And at this point, he starts sobbing as he watches the video. Mm-hmm. So then, that that was obviously showed how much Greg's family means to him. Yeah. In general. But specifically, it seems like more so his sisters and the kids. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. it did seem like he wanted the ones that weren't there to be the ones that were there. Okay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I have the same thing. He's like, like oh. The video, like, he lost it. When he saw the people in real life, he was like, cool, thanks for coming. Was like, oh, you guys are great, <laughs> but like, are my sisters here? Right. And if they're not... Can they be now? Can they? Yeah. Can you get them? Um, I also saw some comments online. People were like, you can get Greg's sisters to make a video and like they can talk to him and be like, hey, sorry we missed this. Super proud of you. But Justin's parents are like freaking. They won't even FaceTime. Justin's parents are like, good luck, hon. We're not going to be a part of it. <laughs> I don't even want ABC to see my face. Like, no, we're gonna phone call this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought I just thought that was funny. Again, feel terrible for Justin that that happened, but <laughs> it was really funny in comparison. So, so, so Joe sits down with Katie. Uh, Joe says, You might have been the first person he talked to about talked to about that. Me and him haven't ever talked about dad really like that, so that tells me a lot too. I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that, yeah, he's like, we don't, we don't talk about him. And Greg's talked about, and I do remember Greg being hesitant because Katie told him all about her dad that first date. Yeah. And then Greg didn't even tell her until the dinner portion of their first date. Like, by the way, I understand because my dad died. Yeah. So that makes sense as to why he kept that so close, like until dinner. Mm-hmm. So, man. Uh, Katie, uh, Greg and Dave are talking. Dave, Greg says, I'm like in love with this girl. It's going to be me and her. And then 
He says they've already talked out the post-show details. She's going to come to New York, and we're going to work it out. And it's, there seems So they've been to be, having some off-camera conversations. I just don't think that they probably... They don't want to show the lo- Greg and Katie discussing the logistics of New York City. No, no. Because no one cares. I mean, people care. They just assume we don't care. Yeah, yeah. And plus, it's not like... That'd be kind of... I feel like that would be sort of spoilerish, or like not, because if if she says that to Greg and we hear it, we're like, oh whoa, she already basically picked somebody. What a waste of our time. But you she know? probably had that same conversation about what looks like with Michael because Michael's a business owner, owner with a family That's true. and in laws to take care of and parents, so he can't leave Akron. Mm-hmm. So she's probably like, well, does Akron suck? And he's like, yeah, a little. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And she they did touch on that. So she'll be right. So I just think that they need to show us more of this stuff. But Greg thought, the thing with Greg is that Greg thought that talking about that with him was only exclusive to him. Which is what you do on the show if you're an idiot. Exactly. Because exactly. Blake may have been on the show before, but he's also not an idiot. He And he knows, well, I mean, there's other guys here. So instead of thinking about it, I'm going to go work out. Yeah. Like, literally, Blake is like, I got a good feeling about you. He's like, I ain't going to tell her everything yet, you know? <laughs> well, the, even what he told Greg. Greg was, like, freaking out about the fact that there's other guys here. He goes, I know that, but I'm going to go work out. Yep. I, like, the Blake mentality, watching him say that, like, I was like, cool. But Everything like, that happens like, makes she's me, like... She's like, I'm not going to pick you. Blake is like... Okay. <laughs> right. I'll just, I'll just get... Can I just get Michelle's number while I'm here? Right, right. I was going to say, like, he'll be like, it's cool. I'm planning on me and Michelle anyway, so... <laughs> oh, Blake. He's like, oh. should I just pack... Should I just have them book my pick, ticket for Mexico while I'm here? And I just right. don't have to go back to Mac- I don't have to go back to Canada before I quarantine. I can just stay here. Because let's be real, yeah. like, like if he ends up on paradise, that would make me so happy. He would excel because he'd just be like, "I'm having fun." But he he like Blake is the kind of guy that he'd be looking for love, and he'd be like, "I found her." It's actually <laughs> all of the women here. <laughs> it's everyone. It's everyone here. He wouldn't know how to handle. Like, he'd be like, "There's so many of them. I can't love them all." He just, I really like him. I feel like if I didn't fall for Blake, I feel like he would be my best friend. <laughs> That's how I feel about Blake. Um, yeah, so Katie is talking. We got off a, we got a bit of a tangent there. Katie, <laughs> Katie is talking to Greg's mom. Now, re- when we go to talk about what my problem with Katie is, remember this conversation. Because this is where I started to feel it, Okay. Remember okay. this conversation? Okay. She says, I hate to use the word front runner, but Greg is someone I have a strong connection with. I don't care if I'm allowed to say this. Greg will be here next week. Uh, then she says, at the end of this, everybody gets hurt except one man. Mm-hmm. And then this is just a conversation that she's having with G- Greg's mom about. Because Greg, Greg's mom asks the questions that every mom asks. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. love my kid? Side note, some people were saying that Greg's mom looked Claire. I don't see that. And I was like, how old do you think Claire is? <laughs> Not Greg's mom. 
Sandy. Sandy, which is Greg's mom, praises Katie for being sincere and very kind. Mm-hmm. She's worried he'll be crushed. And uh, Greg assures his mom that he's in love with Katie, but he admits that he's dying to hear Katie say she's in love with him. Or at least falling in love. I need her to be fully vulnerable with me and tell me exactly how she's feeling. Well, th- this, my friend, is what we call foreshadowing. One hundred e. Because we have what we've come. Also, what we've come to is a bit of an impasse. That's where, exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> where Greg is demanding things that Katie is very certainly not going to give. As she shouldn't. As she shouldn't. But also, I understand why he should expect it. He, to. The expectation in the show is silly that you should <laughs> propose to someone who may or may not have told you they love you. Gosh, <laughs> right. When you put it that way, you're like literally blowing my mind this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> but the way that you're wording things, I'm like, damn. <laughs> they, they come here like, again. look, look, you're going to talk to someone for approximately 24 hours. Over a seven-week period. They're also going to be dating, starting out with 29 men, but at the very end, at least one, up until mm-hmm. the very end. And they may or may not tell you that they love you. You're going to meet their family for a couple of hours. And then we want you to propose. The, the... That's why when Peter was on Rachel's season, Rachel Lindsay's season. Mm-hmm. He told her, when I proposed to someone, and it was much, it was very reminiscent of what Greg said. When I do this, I do this once. And this is it. You know, like he wants to propose and that's it. But Peter had told Rachel, I want to be with you. I know that I want to be with you, but I want more time with you. I see you as being someone that I will want to marry, but I will only propose once. You know? And she was like, proposal doesn't mean life it's not committing you to anything it's basically like what did she say she was she was basically like the proposal is the important part it does proposal doesn't mean marriage i think that's what she said and he was like in my mind it does right and it was the weirdest thing for her to even say like proposal doesn't mean marriage or doesn't mean a wedding or whatever it's just dating it's more time to date mm-hmm. and she was so this is my my problem with rachel and my problem with what you're saying with the franchise she was so hell-bent on getting this ring yes. to be like oh okay this sealed the deal you know this is what the achievement is and he was like no i want a relationship with you which will lead to proposal which will lead to marriage because in my mind they're one and the same yes. and as they should be mm-hmm I think that's totally fair. Ask somebody to marry you and then be like, oh, got it wrong. All right. Shake your hand. Good talking to you. Like, no. Right. So I understand what you're saying with Greg. Like, that is something, the way that you put that, that is something that, like, he's like, I I need more before I'm going to get down on bended knee. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So. Uh, So I think. Entertainment Weekly, this article that we're using to reference where we're at in the article, where we're at in the episode, says this next paragraph perfectly. It says, oh dear, Rose lovers, this is where things start to go sideways. Have you noticed that the last quote-unquote hometown date of the week, 
of the date of the week is over, and we still have 45 minutes left of the episode. When I looked at that clock, I was like, oh, no. And then they say, it's about to go down. And by it, I mean a long and confusing fight that ends in a breakup. So, Can you believe the fiery blaze that just, like, crashed and burned, kept tumbling? Incredible watching. I couldn't not look. It was like a train wreck. It was, it was, this was incredibly confusing. And I think long and confusing fight is probably the best way I could put this because when it came right down to it, they both were unwilling to give exactly what the other one wanted. Mm-hmm. And the other one, and they weren't going to accept anything less. See, but Katie. Already made her decision not to tell anybody that she loves him. Yes. She has told Greg that she's falling in love with him. Didn't she? She told him that? I feel like. I think she's. she said, I'm falling for you too. And that was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So, and the fact that she even told his mom, like, he's going to be here next week. Like, he's, he, he's going to make it past this. I understand her not telling him because he's in the, he's in the, the he, game, for lack of a better he, word. He's the bubble. He is the yeah. bubble. Yeah, but she was telling his family, like, listen, your boy is, like, super close to, like, I feel like she all but said he's got this. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I knew at that point that he had it. Yeah. I had all like, the information she, I needed. Right. She was saying, without saying, because she did not want to break the Bachelor Nation rules, mm-hmm. didn't want to tell Ben Higgins, didn't want to, you know, pull the Colton and chase after somebody, you know, um, waste anybody else's time. You know, she was like, I'm going to play this out. But I think she knew it's going to be Greg. Yeah. Well, we, we Greg did... is like, you need to tell me now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg and Katie sit down. Greg says, I just feel like I lost a major piece with my dad, seeing him go through that. I feel like I have lost a part of myself during it all. I really do. I haven't been this happy in the longest time. I don't know if I'm going to f- was going to fall in love with you. I didn't know that, and I'm ha- and I am in love with you. I see it with you. This is real. This is real to me. Honestly, I haven't been this vulnerable with anybody in my life. I don't know what's go- what else is going to show you, what else to show you at this point, or what else to do. I'm not going to get down on one knee twice. It's one big deal. What's a it's a one deal thing for me. And she responds with just smiling and saying, I love looking at you. Which was where this started to fall apart. I see, I didn't read it the way that he read it. To it's, me, like her saying, I just love looking at you, I felt like she was taking in the entire monologue. That and she, she was, <laughs> and what she was, and she did. She was, and she did. But anything, anything was better than that. I... A perfect, perfect example of what she could have said that relays. I understand what you're going through, mm-hmm. but without saying, "I love you," and you're winning. Mm-hmm. I know how much your dad meant to me, and I know how much we're both looking to replace that part of our lives. I really appreciate how mu- how vulnerable you've been with me, and 
our connection has continued to grow and I really I love being around you. I love being around you. Uh-huh. That speech yeah. that speech he goes home not happy mm-hmm. but not in tears. And I get what you're saying. But she said she did say the word love. She said I love looking at you. Which okay, That's a week but, two. Week two response. Like no, I I don't because I feel like when you love looking at somebody, you have that connection. It's not about their looks. It's not about like that is something deeper. I, if I say to somebody, I just love looking at you, or somebody tells me they love looking at me. I feel a piece of love in that. Like but it's also, not telling me he loves me, I, but he loves something about me. I looked. I do that in my mind when I look and watch videos of Selena Gomez, but I don't love Selena Gomez. I love my wife. You're but like, I, like I look- just love looking at Selena Gomez. <laughs> well, then, see, th- I think that's where we're coming to an impasse where girls and guys are seeing this very differently. Right, because like... I saw that, and I, I, I was watching it live, so I wasn't pausing it. I looked at my wife yeah. and I said, what the crap was that? That's a terrible response to you're replacing the... I want you... And our love to replace the hole that is my heart left me by my dead father. And your response is, I love looking at you. What did Zoe say? What was her response? What did she think? I I don't remember exactly, but I think it was kind of like a, I think it was along the same lines though. Where it was just like, I mean, it wasn't great. Yeah. Like it wasn't great, but like to me, when she did that and she was taking that all in, because that was a lot that he said. That was a lot. And you want to make sure that you say the right thing. Or sometimes, and, and sometimes this is something that I remember I learned um, in grad school when I was studying to be a professional counselor for a bit before I changed my mind. Now you do podcasting. <laughs> so this is something that I learned, though. Like, you don't have to fill a silence. Like, you, when somebody tells you something weighty, you can let that linger for a bit, you know, because sometimes if it's uncomfortable and you jump too far in or jump too quickly, then it shuts down whatever and you wrap it up. But if you let that linger and you let that sit with the both of you and especially the person who said it, like then it can feel awkward, but it's also like a time of like processing. To me, when I was watching Katie do that, she was letting all of that stuff that he had cathartically released word vomited on her she was letting that sit for a bit but she was also processing and looking at somebody that she was thinking about spending the rest of her life with so i believe her when she said i love looking at you because she probably thought he's so beautiful and so sensitive and so like heart bearing right now that like all i can do is look then then say that don't give him a smile and a grin and say, I just love looking at you. Because even after that, she didn't add anything else. No. And then this is okay. So we're just going to, we're just going to push through. He's clearly not happy in this moment. No, Greg, this is when he literally starts to fall apart. Like Greg is like, I just bared my soul to you. Yeah. and she's and, then eventually after some quiet, some silence and some conversation, she says, you know how I feel about you though. She murmurs, mm-hmm. we're almost there. Very close. Just hang in there. I keep telling you that 
Now, this is something... Nick Vile also discussed this. He said that he was giving Vanessa constant reassurance like this mm-hmm. once he decided this is my person. Yeah. And you, as a lead, when you pick your person early, you can only say so much, but you say things like this that allow you to get your point across without saying you're winning, relax. But exactly. I, when I heard her say this, that was her being like, chill, Greg, you got this. Like, just hang on. Yeah. She wouldn't tell somebody who is not going to be there. There is no hope for him at the end to just hang on. We've only got, we're almost there. Yes. She Then she says, you're just not happy right now. It's been a struggle, and I just hope to see. Hope it's something we can get through, because we are so close to the end. Yeah. It's just like, and there was this weird, like, obviously, Greg. How do I put this? Greg was done with the show. Especially now, thinking about it, Greg was done with the show. Yeah. And. This was this was my thought on and on Katie and I couldn't put it into words until they were discussing it on another podcast and they were saying Katie loves Greg but the only thing that Katie loves more than Greg is being the lead. Cuz she keeps cuz she she keeps saying things like you're my front runner. You have a rose next week. Mhm. She's doing She's reached the point where she's committed to this is the season and I'm the lead. Mm-hmm. And above my love life afterwards with Greg, I have to finish this season. Which, I mean, that to me makes sense because we saw what freaking Claire, we saw what it looks like when a front runner or not front runner, the lead blows up the season or picks her person super early on and then screws everybody else over. But this is not, this is hometowns. Yeah. I think I would, I would not be happy. I I will say that I would not be happy. But if we get to the point of the season where hometown slash fantasy suites week, this, this show is like ruined for me. Mm -hmm. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, I don't know. I I think I get what she's doing, though, because she's playing by the rules of being the Bachelorette. She's playing by the rules. She's picked her person. She's She knew who it was early on. She had some other connections, but she knew early on that this is probably the guy that I want. And that's why she gave him two one-on-ones. That's why she kept reassuring him. That's why she's always checking on him. She thinks he's wonderful. I think she was playing by the rules. So I don't know if it's fair to say that she loves being the lead more than she loves Greg. I think this is somebody that is like, I'm not going to blow up the show like we saw happen two seasons ago or whatever it was by now. She's like, I'm going to play this one out. But I know who my person is. But we can finish. They just have to be patient. We've only got two more weeks. My thought is, just freaking tell him you love him. My God, it's not that hard. But if it's but if if she's worth the wait, like if he loves her, she's worth the wait. He knows what position she's in. Let it play out. 
But he also, she's, she's seeing him crumble right in front of her with his insecurities. Yeah. You, if you, if, if you love someone, you don't watch them crumble and insecurities right in front of you, knowing there's something you can do about it. I don't think that I, I think his insecurities are unfairly put upon Katie in a way that's like, like, like we talked about him looking for her to complete him. Like these insecurities showing up, they've already been there throughout the whole like season, him getting weird or like sad and whatever. Okay. I get it. You know, I like, if I, if I am super in like with a guy and I see him even flirt with another girl or the possibility of something else out yeah. there, it makes me sad, you know, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, if we are not in a committed relationship or if we have not even defined or had a conversation about, you know, where we are, like, I can't fault him for being a single guy flirting until we have, we're in that relationship, you know? So Greg is aware that Katie is the bachelorette. She is the lead. She has three guys that she is dating. She does not want to tell, it's unfair, she does not want to tell any one of them that she loves them until there are no more guys left. And she's playing by the rules of the show, but she's also telling this guy, be patient, we've only got two more weeks. Like, if he could have, he couldn't read between the lines because he couldn't see past his own insecurity. I, I, I And I'm not, no, look, they were both wrong here. I don't... I don't I think Katie was wrong. I just I think that Katie was playing. She was she was she, doing. What no, but when it, I think this is the problem that I have. This is the problem I have with Katie. You are the lead of the show, yes. Mm-hmm. But this is first and foremost your love life. So it doesn't matter how banger of a season you have if you end yeah. up alone. Ask Hannah B. Ask Peter. Ask Colton. Eventually. Would you mm-hmm. rather have a good season? Every like, ask Hannah B. By far, since what since JoJo or Caitlyn, the best season of Bachelor that we'd have in a while, we've had in a while. What Hannah? What Hannah? Right? Mm-hmm. Hannah was an amazing season. Mm-hmm. Go and ask Hannah. In a moment of truth, would you rather have the best Bachelorette we've seen in five season we've seen in five years, or the love of your life? And she's gonna choose the love of her life. Katie had I mean, the, that's Katie, true. That's Katie true. had the opportunity to say, screw this season, I have my man. And the that's... first, and the season, the season was fine. There mm-hmm. was nothing that was going to turn this season in from fine to amazing besides something exciting. Yeah. And if she ends the season now, and we're having a post-mortem after hometowns, that's an exciting end of the season, and she still has Greg. I mean, you're right. That, that is a good point that, like, you have to remember at the end of the day, it is your own love life. Mm-hmm. So you can give it what you want. And that, as much as she annoyed us, as much as it was just ridiculous, Claire, I mean, Claire was like, I'm ready. I'm out. But, I think you're different- though, Claire was willing to drag this on. I feel like they had to get her out because she, the guys were revolting and they were like, we're not going to stand for being disrespected like this. I think there's a difference between 
knowing who your man is on night one and actively deciding that it's just one person Mm -hmm. and not even really pretending as anyone else is a possibility Mm -hmm. and deciding in hometowns when the person that you're wanting to pick is threatening to leave to just leave. I just don't know though. Greg Greg, Greg is also the problem. Greg sucked. Yeah. Greg Greg was a little gaslighty was manipulating her into saying I love you by doing his puppy dog eyes and his resting sad face. Greg was also a problem. He definitely, like, he was manipulative. He, he, he was putting, like, I just, I don't like a man or a woman, but in my case being, being a heterosexual woman, I don't like when a man puts his insecurities on me and expects me to take care of him. Like, yes, there are, there, like, in a relationship, there is, you know, there's compromise, there's a meeting of the two. So, like, yes, it's give and take, you know, like, you take care of each other. But I, and I wouldn't want to put my insecurities upon a man in a relationship and expect him to constantly have to reassure me all of the time, every time he leaves the house, every time he's out with his friends every time, you know, he's sad or whatever that I have to be like, or he tell, you know, like I I wouldn't want him to do that. And I wouldn't want him to feel like he needs to do that with me Mm -hmm. to be like, Hey, I'm not going to, you know, just to let you know, I'm not going to leave you. Like, (laughs) you know, we are going to get married in two weeks just to let you know, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Every single time something happens. Yeah. With Greg, that's what it feels like. And yeah. every time he amps up the insecurity thing and puts that weight on Katie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this time he flipped out the fact that he couldn't see or he, he didn't hear Katie say for sure, it's you. Like he was like, uh, I'm gone. Yeah, fair. Dude, you, fair. you're on The Bachelorette. Don't put that on her. Don't put that on another woman out in the real world. You clean that up first. <laughs> no, definitely fair. Uh, there was definitely a lot of. We'll just kind of. We basically talked about the things that we want to talk about for this. Uh, she she ends up leaving. Greg is still unhappy. Uh, Greg comes the next day to talk to her in her room. They have basically a rehashing of the same conversation, where he's like, "Tell me I love you." Tell me you love me. She says, you're coming to next week. He says, I don't care about next week. I just want to know that you love me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won't give it to him. He leaves. He chases after her. Uh, still doesn't do anything, which I was very confused by. She chased after yeah. him, but did not do anything about that. I was confused about that too. And I will say this is the part where I I was a little wobbly on Katie because she chased after Andrew S and she asked him, Hey, would you, if there's a way for you to stay longer, would you, would you stay? You know? So that was her making a move. That was her being like, if I say like, I changed my mind, would you stay with Greg? She just said, I just want to hug you. And so I'm like, I mean, I think that Katie knows so, so surely that she was going to pick him that she 
I think that she, to me at least, I think that she really is just trying to like see this out. Yeah. By the rules of Bachelor Nation. She's trying to like make sure that she does not say, I love you. She doesn't want to give it away until it is for sure a done deal. Because if she tells him, I love you, and then she really goes back to her room and thinks about her or something like that, and then it's like, ah, you know, I actually do want to be with Blake. Or, you know what, I do want to be with Justin. Then she would have told somebody that she loved them. So I think she, she's trying to protect him, but still protect their connection. And it's just falling apart. Yeah. Which is why I think she just needed to choose between the show and the Greg. The show and the Greg. The show and Greg. <laughs> and she, like, I, that's why I feel like she f- picked the show. To a certain yeah. extent. It kind of felt like that. Mm-hmm. But then she, Greg leaves again from the chair. She goes to her room. She's starts mm-hmm. sobbing in her bathroom. I assume that there was probably a lengthy amount of time and a large amount of people who yeah. tried to get Katie to talk to them. Probably. And Caitlin was the only one who got anywhere. I saw um, something on Instagram that said, uh, meanwhile, Tasha just woke up from a nap. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that would have been funny. <laughs> She's like, she goes to bed and everything's going great, getting ready for fantasy suites. And then she wakes up and Greg is left. Katie is sobbing in her bathroom and Caitlin's sitting on the floor talking to her. And she's like, oh, this is why I don't take naps. Right. <laughs> um, I do think that Greg, to back it up just a bit, I think Greg made a good point though when he said, when he was telling her, like, I don't care about the rose. I don't care about, you know, uh, being a front runner or whatever. Like I, I just, like I, I'm telling my family, like I'm going to marry this girl, you know? And he really was being pretty raw in that moment. And I, I, so I agree that like that, that was the terminology, the bachelor nation terminology isn't really the appropriate thing to, to pull up in your vocabulary yeah. mm-hmm. when you are talking about real love. Cause he literally is just like, I don't care about a rose. Right. And so, and he was like, if I get to fantasy suites and like, what? So I sleep with you and then like, okay, then you still have to think about it if you want to pick me, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, no, that everything he was saying made sense, but also like everything you're saying was like, well, then don't be on the show. Exactly. I, 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 it came, this, this episode, this conversation between us made it seem like I was exclusively team Greg and I didn't mean it to come off like that if it did. Mm-hmm. They both made mistakes. I just feel like when it came right down to it, Greg was not asking for something that was not was unreasonable or unachievable. Yeah. I think... And um, I very much felt for Greg in the moment of what he wanted was completely reasonable. All he wanted to mm-hmm. know was that the person he was in love with was at least falling in love with him back. Yeah, I just had to go back to my my text conversation, my Bachelor Monday text conversation with my mom. Um, and I did say to her, because uh, she was kind of complaining about Greg, and she said that she thought he was childish and that, um, you know, she would have just told him to hit the road. And he was crazy, <laughs> being, you know, too demanding. And so I, but I did like once, I had to go back to my mindset of like Monday night, you know, um, before I had time to process it. And I did tell her, I was like, 
Yeah, you're right. But then again, if he really loves her, love makes you do crazy things. So, and this was yeah. like somebody who, if if this is what it's stemming from, he really loves her. He was grasping at all straws. Like he was like, like he didn't, like he was spiraling out, but it wasn't for not loving her. It just is an unhealthy um, there's some healthy things that need to be set in place. And that's why I don't think this is what cemented for myself that they're probably not good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they probably will end up together next week. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Happening. She's going to, because you see Tasha and Katie, Caitlin having a difficult conversation with Justin and Blake. You see mm-hmm. Blake upset. You see Justin upset that although he should not be surprised in the slightest that he's not winning i don't know how he justin, feels like he can be at this point but i feel like parents aren't even there justin you're not making it <laughs> i feel like we're having we're gonna have a conversation where she's gonna be like screw this like because we heard all the reports they wrapped early yeah she's not finishing clearly, the season. like there's no fantasy suite happening like she's not finishing the season then... she's not finishing this a traditional way no. I think he is going. She's going to have an uncomfortable conversation with both Blake and Justin. She's going to pack up, and then she's going to go to New Jersey. And the only answer, the only question, will be: Are her and Greg is Greg receptive, and are they together? I don't uh, think anything. I don't think anything other than that is even really a possibility. Yeah, because you can't you can't be with either Blake or Justin. See how this episode win and still be together. Yeah. You you, yeah. you can't you can't be Katie's fan. and like you can't be Blake watching. That I thought... Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, wait. What'd you say? No, you go ahead. <laughs> remember when I told you that I thought Reality Steve ruined it for me? Like I accidentally mm-hmm. clicked on something. I gotta say, I don't. I don't. I thought I knew one thing, and if I know the thing that I thought I knew I'm glad that I held on to the fact that I was like well who knows that might be wrong anyway or how the outcome how we get to the outcome is wrong I gotta say like even if there were spoilers I don't know it's still a puzzle to me so I'm so glad I'm so glad that like it's going this way because this is completely unpredictable to me I have no idea so (laughs) so reality Steve we are Boo. I don't know, Boo, if you were right. I don't know if you were wrong, but I'm still enjoying this freaking chaotic ride. We have uh, we have Monday left. Monday is a three-hour premiere. Then, uh, th- Sorry, three-hour finale. And then we have a whopping six days to cleanse our palate before Ooh. Paradise comes on twice a week, I think, for six weeks. It's like... Um, being on like a healthy or as healthy at least a balanced diet and then bachelor in paradise comes and you're just munching on snack food and junk food for the rest of the summer it's like going on vacation yeah yeah it's vacation it's it's vacation for bachelor listeners as well it's a little it's a little more fun not every couple is always fighting so it's a little bit lighter Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have the dylan and the hannah's who you just check in and be like, yeah, they they're still yeah. loving the hot tub. All right, let's go back to Blake. So we'll see. We'll have to see. 
All right. Well, this thing, this thing with Greg and Katie, I really, I would probably agree with you that that's probably how it's going to, but I don't know. I just don't freaking know. There's a lot, there's a lot that's still going to have to happen on Monday, which is why I'm glad we're getting three hours. Good Lord. You ready right. for it? Buckle up. Yeah. All right, Ernie, anything else? Um, you know, it's easy to fall for boys like Greg who are really sweet and doe-eyed and whatever, but like, don't let boys gaslight you. Don't let boys gaslight you, ladies. Or 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 guys. Or guys. Just in general. Don't you know what? Don't let women are capable of gaslighting too. So I'm not gonna be that double standard. So don't let people gaslight you. Anybody gaslight you. Don't let anyone gaslight you. Stay vigilant. You. In the words of Carl, <laughs> stay vigilant. That's right. Make every, if we learn anything from Greg, from Carl, is that every morning you need to get up in shadow box and stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. Stay vigilant. No gaslight. Right. You can follow us on Twitter, especially on Monday. I will be sending out some fire tweets at Right Reasons Pod on Twitter. You can follow Ernie's perspective on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. And you can follow us. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. For the cost of one, not even one venti a month. You can support us financially to allow us to make the show better. Improve our equipment. And then maybe sometimes we'll get our own Starbucks off with your Starbucks money. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to put the maybe money. We'll, in. Maybe we'll get you Starbucks. Maybe that's something. Maybe. We'll we, we will be using the money to improve the show and improve the community so if you if you want us if you want to help us out five bucks a month at uh patreon.com slash podcasting for that reasons until next week everybody bye 